Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team has a new defensive coordinator. We'll tell you who it is, give you some background on him and what he could bring to the table. Plus, the Pro Bowl is coming gone. The Raiders had four guys representing. You'll hear from at least three of them, plus your calls and texts are all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Monday, February 7th, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find it free and available on all platforms. And Raider Nation, as I mentioned off top, the Raiders have a new defensive coordinator. There was a lot of different names that were swirling around that position. But ultimately, on Friday, the Raiders named former Giants defensive coordinator Patrick Graham as the DC of the Silver and Black. And this is a name that intrigued me from the very jump. I didn't think that the Raiders were going to have any kind of opportunity to land this guy because I thought Brian Day ball and the New York Giants were going to be able to hold on to him but uh, as I found out a little bit later Patrick Graham actually interviewed for the head coach job right there in New York and so uh, when he did not get that he decided he had no problem with looking elsewhere and Josh McDaniels Dave Ziegler and the Raiders front office was able to land the guy Patrick Graham on Friday I think that's a really good hire I know there's a lot of people that are questioning is it a good hire is it not a good hire based on statistics but I do believe it is a really good hire now just a little background real quick on Patrick Graham he had been in the Patriots organization for 2009 to 2015. He was a coaching assistant, then a defensive assistant, linebackers coach, defensive line coach, and linebackers coach again. So it just shows you that he has really coached a lot of different defensive positions. So clearly knows every aspect of the defense with the New York Giants from 2016 to 2017. He was the defensive line coach uh, with the Packers in 2018, linebackers coach and run game coordinator. Uh, With the Dolphins in 2019, he was a D coordinator. And then with the Giants again, 2020 to 2021, assistant head coach and defensive coordinator. And now with the Raiders he is the DC so uh, again a lot of experience there on the defensive side of things and I know statistically he might not have been the highest ranked defensive coordinator and his defensive units might not have been the best units but remember he was also the defensive coordinator for the Giants and the Dolphins the past couple years and neither one of those teams uh, had a very good offense so the defense was out there on the field a lot but they still were able to do some really good things and I'll tell you this the stat that uh, if anyone wants to go back to stats and just talk about uh, if he's a good coordinator based off stats the stat that matters to me the most in 2020 his defensive unit was the third best in the red zone in 2021 his defensive unit was the fifth best in the red zone as opposed to Gus Bradley's defense who I did like and I thought Gus Bradley did a heck of a job with the Raiders defense in 2021 their red zone defense was ranked 32nd so yeah I don't care where his defense ranked as far as you know overall defense 24 25th 26 whatever look what matters is points right the red zone in 2020 with the Giants third best red zone defense in 2021 the fifth best red zone defense I'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday that to me is what's most important so that if you're going to look at stats to define a guy look at that stat (laughs) that's the one that means the most to me another element of the Patrick Graham hiring that folks are starting to question and even be a little bit concerned about is that in New York, he predominantly ran the 3-4 scheme, and that's true. He absolutely did, and of course, the Raiders are a 4-3 team. They've got the player personnel to run the 4-3, and so a lot of folks are concerned about that, don't think that the Raiders are going to be able to do that, but Patrick Graham many different times has really shut that down and said it's not about the scheme, it's about the players and putting the best uh, position, putting the players in the best position to succeed. So uh, when he got hired by the Giants, this is what he had to say about the defensive 
of scheme and the players and how it's more about the players than it is the scheme. Check this out. The scheme is always based on the people. So, again, the people are going to be different. You know, you could try to, you know, everybody's going to do it. They're going to try to look at a body type and try to say, oh, this guy's like this guy they use, and this guy's like this guy they use, which is fine. But the scheme is going to be based on the people. And until I get to know the people here, you know, I don't want to speak for those guys. I haven't really met anybody, everybody there. But, like, in terms of just the scheme will be reflective of the people and what's needed for that game plan. But you can anticipate it being multiple, if that makes sense, you know. People ask four three three four. I say yes. <laughs> I mean, so I answer to both of them. So <laughs> you can say two four yes, three three five yes. I mean, whatever number you, you however you want to rearrange the front seven, the whole eleven. Yes, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> see, no matter what, in terms of the the structure of the defense, in my opinion, this is my opinion. In terms of the structure of the defense, whether it's you know. Three, four, four, three, what, how, two, uh, four, two, if you're talking about nickel, four, two, five, whatever you want to look at, it comes down to the fundamentals, you know, in terms of stopping the run. You're setting the edge, building the wall. So it doesn't matter how the, how the, the people are lined up. When the ball snap, we got to build a wall. We got to make sure we got a good edge. I guess you can set the edge from a three, four. You can set the edge from a four, three. Passing game, you got to make sure you're playing your leverage. So whether it's cover one, three, two, whatever it may be, we could play that out of all those groupings. We got to win our leverage and defend the deep part of the field. And then after that, you got to tackle. So, again, is it hard to teach that? Not if you start with the fundamentals. If everybody understands the fundamental, what we're trying to do and who we're trying to take away, then how we deploy the guys in terms of the structure of the defense, I mean, not irrelevant, but – I mean, I mean, is, we, we can figure that out. So there, in my opinion, is a really good breakdown of the scheme, the players that comes from Patrick Graham right there. That was right before he got hired or right as he got hired as a Giants defensive coordinator. So can't wait to get our opportunity to talk with him as well. And, of course, he'll explain it a little bit more and break it down a little bit more. But uh, feel pretty confident that Patrick Graham's going to be able to get the job done. Now, I have Patricia Trainer, host of Locked on Giants. Uh, she was on my radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Friday. And this is before Patrick Graham got hired. I just knew that they were doing an interview, so I wanted to do a little due diligence so I reached out to her to have her on the show to ask her her thoughts on Patrick Graham I like Patrick Graham I think he's an outstanding coach um, I know that the defense had some struggles this year part of that was a result of injuries some of it was a result of just everything being dragged down with the offense and whatnot but I'll tell you what Patrick Graham is innovative he's a guy who can uh, make chicken salad out of scraps He's a guy who I think his players respect and buy into what he's preaching. And um, he holds himself accountable. So when the players are doing well, it's on them. And when they're not doing well, he sits there and he beats himself up. And I think the players respect that and they like that about him. So there you go right there. That's Patricia Trainer, host of Locked On Giants, talking all things Patrick Graham, giving us a little bit of background on him. And, of course, we'll continue to do our due diligence and do a little bit of digging. And when we actually get a chance to talk to him, that'll be great and obviously bring that to the table as well. Now the Pro Bowl is going on as well at Las Vegas and actually when I'm recording this podcast uh, the Pro Bowl is still going on. I'm about to make my way to LA so I had to record it a little bit earlier but on Saturday I was at a Pro Bowl practice and I only got to catch up to Pro Bowl practice.
practice a couple days this week, Thursday and also on Saturday. On Thursday, I was able to talk to Denzel Perryman for a few minutes, a little media scrum, you know, a group of us. And then on Saturday morning, had a chance to talk to Max Crosby. So multiple subjects talked about in this conversation, including Patrick Graham, including, you know, looking back at the season and everything that uh, the Raiders went through. So uh, here's Max Crosby following the Pro Bowl practice on Saturday morning. What's it like being out here at the Pro Bowl? Being out here with everybody. It's been incredible. You know, just all the all the future Hall of Famers, all these guys, especially just our D-line group. Especially, you know, we have Miles Garrett, TJ, DeForest Buckner, just dogs. So just being able to soak up information from them and just talk football has been, it's been incredible. New defensive coordinator, any thoughts or any research, any knowledge on him? Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. We, uh, we met... Uh, before the draft, um, I went to Miami, had a good visit with them, and uh, we had a great talk. So uh, once he got hired, he called me like 20 minutes after I found out. So he, uh, he had nothing but positive things to say, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to get to work with him. Max, there's always talk about, okay, do they change the scheme, 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three. Does that... Is that a big deal to you, and do you feel like you could fit in any kind of scheme? Yeah, you know, obviously I've been a 4-3 guy my whole, since high school, basically, so I want to be able to play 6-tech and 9-tech and all those things. And, uh, you know, Coach Graham, is the first thing he said, he's like, stop hearing all this noise about 3-4, 4-3. Three, four, four, three. He goes, we're going to put you in the right position. And, um, you know, that's that's all it comes down to is just trust. And, um, you know, obviously he wants me to succeed and help the team in any way. Um, he can. So that's that's what I plan on doing, just, you know, continuing uh, going on the right trajectory in my career. Are you one of those guys that keeps an eye on what the heck's going on with the team? I mean, uh, you know, obviously a coaching change, a new defensive coordinator, but do you pay attention? Is that something that's on your radar during this offseason? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm always locked in. I've been like that since a kid. I knew who was getting signed and who, you know, <laughs> new coaches, everything. So that doesn't change. You know, for me, um, I care about winning um, and having a great environment in that building. So um, for me, that's all that matters, uh, winning football games and just continuing to grow that culture. Have you had a chance to look back and kind of reflect at the season yet and just kind of decompress? Um, a little bit. You know, it's kind of been fast. You know, having Pro Bowl, you know, doing all these things. But it's, this is what it's all about. You know, uh, 11 months out of the year, I'm dialed in 100%. And now I get to, you know, relax a little bit um, until, you know, we start training again. So it just, you know, that first month you kind of get to, you know, sit back, reflect, watch all the film again, see the things I can improve on, um, and just, you know, get ready for another uh, great offseason. You, oh, you guys were a play away from maybe going to the overtime against the Bengals, who are now in the Super Bowl. Does that put it in perspective, kind of how close things really might be? Absolutely. You know, uh, we won 10 games this year. Um, a lot of people thought the season was over after the Kansas City game. So for us, you know, we just – we have a ton of talent. You know, we have we have a lot of good pieces. Um, it's just about continuing to build that um, and not taking any steps backwards. So um, I think we're going in the right direction. Um, we have key key core guys that are going to take us to, I feel like, where we need to go. Um, we just got to stay by the, you know, bought into uh, what the new coaches are bringing and just continue, you know, going on the right track. How, how are you? At, go ahead. People talk about the Pro Bowl, like, it's only offense. Defense is even here. Like, that's how they kind of <laughs> yeah. it. What is your job? Like, what is your role? And how hard do you go in a Pro Bowl game? That's a good question. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, I was asking Vrabel yesterday um, what, what the sack record was and seeing if I could go get that. But I don't. I really, you know, obviously it's all about fun and just getting out here and uh, learning and meeting new people. But the game, I think we'll just go, you know, go with the flow, see how it's going. But I know one speed, so I, we'll see. Honestly, I have no idea how it'll turn out. <laughs> How's practice been going up against Patrick Mahomes or just kind of rushing him, having fun with him? 
Yeah, I love it. You know, obviously <laughs> Herbert and uh, Mahomes. I see them twice a year, so yeah. I can't. You know, I can't help myself. I, I love taking. You know, chasing those guys down and, and giving them. You know, giving them a hard time. But yeah, they're, they're great dudes. Obviously, Mac Jones, legend. Uh, dude's, dude's, dude's a legend. You know, I got to meet him this week, and he's been awesome. So, yeah, there's a bunch of good guys out here, man. It's been fun. So there was Max Crosby following the Saturday practice uh, for the Pro Bowl there at Las Vegas Ballpark. And you heard him right there at the end talk about Mac Jones, the legend. And the reason he was talking about Mac Jones, the legend, is because he was literally standing right next to him. And the PR department had actually brought Mac Jones over for a couple seconds to talk to us about Josh McDaniels. So Vinny Bonsignor starts things off just talking about Josh McDaniels and kind of the development and how he worked with Mac Jones as as a rookie there in New England. Talk about his offensive mind. Uh, was that pretty evident early on in talking to him and getting to know Yeah, um, just from the first time we met and stuff, he's just a great great mentor to me and then obviously taught me a lot about the game of football, not just the offense, but also the defense and um, made me a better person too. So. Uh, uh, both had agreed also uh, moving over uh, yeah. as a quarterback coach. What, any insight on him? Yeah, he's a, another guy that um, we kind of learned the offense together and I'm really happy for him and, uh, he does a great job developing quarterbacks. That's what he's done his whole career. And, um, and I wish we could keep both of them, but I'm happy for him and, and, and their family. So, Mac, how, how key was Josh to your development into not only as a rookie quarterback, but getting here to the Pro Bowl? Yeah, he was great. Um, he does a great job uh, preparing everybody for the games. And, uh, just being a young player, he know, he's been around a lot of football, and he just told me all the little ins and outs about the game, which always helps. Just a quick minute right there from New England Patriot quarterback Mac Jones talking all things Josh McDaniels. Now, I had some sounds from Raiders linebacker Denzel Perryman from Thursday's practice. I don't have enough time to play it. I'm going to try to get it into the show. I don't know where, though. I also have an interview with A.J. Cole that myself and DeMond did on, uh, on Friday on Raider Nation Radio 920. Really good conversation. You're actually going to hear that coming up in segment number two. So I know I'll get that in there, but I never got a chance to catch up with Hunter Renfro. But I did want to bring you Crosby, Perryman, and A.J. Cole. So as I said, A.J. Cole will come up next in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, and I'll try to find a place to squeeze in Denzel Perryman's conversation as well. That's all coming up after I tell you about Built Bar, and I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very long time and all the great flavors that they have to choose from, and I'll tell you right now, I'm going to need as many Built Bars as possible this week because it's going to be a rat race in L.A. on Radio Row. It's a lot of fun, but it is a lot of work, and by the end of the week, you are dog-tired. So uh, Built Bar is going to help me get through the week, especially some of the new flavors that they have, including white chocolate, cookies and cream. That's a flavor that I'm I'm very excited about 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, five grams of sugar. And I mean, who doesn't like cookies and cream, right? And then who doesn't like white chocolate? It's just, it's a combination that I just feel like is, is going to be fantastic. So can't wait to go ahead and try that one. But there's a lot of different flavors to choose from, like coconut. That's one of my favorites. Coconut almond, uh, salted caramel, cookies and cream, the original one, cherry barcia. They've got a lot of great flavors to choose from. So if you're looking for that snack, you're looking for that little pick-me-up, but you want it to be a healthy one, Built Bar is the way to go. Go to the website, built.com. Use that promo code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order just like that. Again, built.com, promo code LOCK15. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, keeping the Pro Bowl theme going. Already heard from Max Crosby, heard a little bit from Mac Jones. Now it's time to hear from Raiders punter A.J. Cole. Had him on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Friday. Myself and Damon Cotton, and I'll tell you, man, A.J. Cole's got a hell of a personality, and I think you'll enjoy this conversation. So here it is, myself, Damon, and A.J. Cole. Thank you so much for your time. How, how much fun are you having out there being a Pro Bowler and being out there with all the rest of the Pro Bowl out there at Las Vegas Ballpark. 
Oh, yeah, it's been a great time. I'm really uh, enjoying getting to know a lot of the guys from different teams, um, just getting to interact with the fans. Uh, it's been a really unique experience so far. I'm really enjoying it. How cool is it to not only have this experience, but it's in your own backyard? Yeah, it's awesome. I think Las Vegas is really becoming a sports town, obviously, with the Knights coming here a couple years ago, and then now us, and uh, you know, NHL All-Star Game this weekend, Pro Bowl. So it's really cool for the city of Las Vegas. The people that I've met in this town have been really, really awesome and incredible to me. And um, So, yeah, I think it's great to be able to play this game here and in front of our home crowd, and there's definitely more Raiders representation than any other uh, team at practice. Yeah, no, there is. A lot of fans repping the silver and black out there when I was out there on a Thursday afternoon. And, AJ, I got a I got to reference a tweet that you sent out. You had a picture of yourself and Max Crosby on a tweet. You said that uh, there's one that's a, that's the, a great di- uh, defensive end, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing here, and then there's Max Crosby. Uh, so you got to tell us. You got to break that, uh, that tweet down that you had about you being the defensive end and then also Max Crosby in the picture. Well, what I said is one of the greatest tight ends or one of the greatest defensive ends to ever play high school football yeah, there and you some go. dude named Max. <laughs> and uh yeah yeah so you know you know my high school highlight tape speaks for itself uh you can kind of cut on the film and you see you know over 10 or 11 game season whatever it was you're going to see two or three sacks on there you're going to see maybe four or five tfls you're not going to see a whole lot of pressures uh you're going to see someone that's solid in run support and uh, really just tease off on the passer like once a month so uh yeah you know just uh, just a little subtle chair for my the boys that i'm still uh you know i played real football in high school and i got a little of that in my blood i'm not mad at that at all right now we're talking with aj cole a uh, raiders pro bowl punter here on raider nation radio 920 my man demon's got a question for you all right aj keeping it on twitter the team tweeted out of like a video of you catching a pass in the end zone and you're like keep that a secret you don't want the nfc to see it can we expect you maybe some trick plays like how versed are you as a receiver then if it comes to it the only thing you can expect is the unexpected <laughs> and that that goes for all the football but it really goes for the pro bowl so you know some stuff has ended up on social media whether or not it was supposed to end up on social media it's out of my hands but uh we're, you know, we're, we're going to be dialing some stuff up. We're going to be just doing whatever we can to put points on the board for the fans. You know, it's funny. You mentioned the fans. Uh, Jess Win Wendy, she uh, listens to the station all the time, chimes in on the show all the time. She was out of practice, and she said, please pass on to AJ that I love that trick play touchdown at practice today. I hope you and Daniel and Trent can figure out one to do in the fall. So, uh, AJ, I'm sorry it's out there now. It's out there. You might not get that time to shine and get that touchdown pass because now other teams might be looking out for it. But it sounds like you got some skills. Yeah, well, I, I told the, I told Twitter not to show it to the NFC. So, uh, <laughs> you know, honor code. Hopefully they kind of hold up their end of the bargain and nobody shows the Packers coaches. Right, exactly. You don't you don't want you don't want them to know any of that kind of information. But uh, uh, still, a lot of fun, man. And, and it's glad it's good to see that you guys uh, are having a lot of fun out there uh, in the Pro Bowl practices. Now, I did want to ask you. I mean, your team got a new head coach and got a a new GM to, uh, this week, and Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. So, what do you know about those two? And how much have you uh, had to talk with those guys yet? Yes, yeah, so I haven't had a chance to speak with either of them yet. But you know, we have a couple guys here that are playing in the Pro Bowl that have been on the Patriots for a while, and uh, you know, Matt Jones. Matthew Slater, Judon, guys like that. So I've kind of uh, picked their brain a little bit, asked them what they thought. They all had really, really positive things to say. They like them a lot. Um, so, you know, we're excited about uh, the future of the organization. We're going to kind of capitalize off the momentum from last year. Um, we're going to have, a, you know, a lot of turnover. There's going to be a lot of change. But I think it's on the players to keep that consistency and keep us moving in the right direction. But 
everybody I've talked to about Coach McDaniels has had really positive stuff to say, so I'm really excited to get to work with him. You know, you mentioned the momentum that you guys had last season, and you really did, you know, went all the way into the playoffs, made a nice run, and uh, just about beat the, 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 the Bengals, who are now going to be represented in the Super Bowl, but a heck of a run. Uh, what was it like in that locker room when you guys were on that four-game winning streak, when it was basically you against the world, everyone thought, including myself, I, I doubted that you guys could go and win four in a row, and that was my fault, but you guys went and did it. What was it like in that locker room? Man, we just had such a special group of men in that locker room, from the players to the coaches. Everybody just kind of came together. I think there's a lot of teams that, you know, in, in years past on, you know, other organizations that, you know, if they're sitting in that spot and they're, I think we were, yeah, we were six and seven at that point, you know, a lot of people would have just started making vacation plans. Mm-hmm. They would have booked a flight for Cabo on January 10th and they would have just said, you know, we're going to play these next couple games you know, put some okay stuff on film, lose them, win them, whatever, and get out of here. But I really think that we had this uh, this bond, and we really cared about each other. We loved each other, and we wanted to keep, uh, you know, keep playing together. And, you know, that was – you could really feel it in the locker room. And every time we won, you could just feel that momentum building and building. And, uh, you know, I think it's part of the reason that the end of the season was so emotional. There was a lot of tears in the locker room after the game. I think we really believed we could do it. And for a while, there was not a lot of people outside of our building that, that believed in us, but we believed in each other, and that's really what uh, that's really all that mattered. Yeah, you made a lot of believers. I mean, you really did. There was a lot of folks that, that doubted the, the team, and, and you guys showed what you could do, and like I said, made a heck of a run into the playoffs and just about beat the team that's representing the AFC now in the Super Bowl and the Cincinnati Bengals. And so I know that, you know, obviously Rich Basaccia was the interim head coach. He was also the special teams coach, so I'm imagining that you and Daniel and Trent obviously have a lot closer bond uh, with Rich than even maybe some other players, so I know he's not the head coach of the team, but what did Rich Basaccia you mean to you man so much i can't i can't tell you the impact he's had on my life not only as a player but also just as a person as a man um he just coached me hard he coached me the right way um i have no doubt that he uh was the perfect person for me to come into this league he really just taught me the the way it works he had so much to say um just from a skill perspective and he always knew the right thing to say he always knew whether to be hard on me or whether to encourage me um, so yeah, I you know I, I can't speak highly enough about him. You know, without meeting Coach Versace, there's a really good chance I'm not playing in the NFL. I'm definitely not playing in the Pro Bowl. So um, I love that man, and you know I'm, I'm really excited to see where his career goes from here. Talking right now with AJ Cole here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. All right, AJ, I, I saw earlier today that you were getting asked about Derek Carr's hair because he cut the hair, mm. the flow's no longer there. But you can you can talk about Derek's hair, but do you think that you have some of the best hair in the NFL? You know, there's a lot of guys with good hair in the NFL. I, you know, I, I, I think that just to even be mentioned in the same conversation as guys like that really means a lot. Uh, you know, I've been looking at Justin Herbert recently in the locker room <laughs> the last couple of days, and, you know, we kind of have similar length hair, so there's kind of a battle going on there back and forth. You know, I mean, there's... There's some guys that, that that have the flow. There's some guys that you know have some incredible dreads, and so you know there's you know that you know honestly I'm just humbled to even be mentioned in, in the same in the same conversation with a lot of those guys. I'm not going to say that I have the best hair because I just don't think that's fair to the other people. I don't think it's fair to me. I'm young and, and so uh, you know there's a lot there's a lot still left to prove. I'll say this, AJ. I'm a guy that can respect a good haircut. I'm going to take you to my barbershop, man. I'm going to let you get a good fade and maybe get some designs in the hair. I think you should show up to the locker room next year with a tight fade, maybe some waves, you know what I mean, and, and get a design in the back of your head. How about that? Yeah, I, I was actually faded up in college for a little bit. Uh, the waves, The waves were drowning people that's the problem i was swimming and so uh you know 
you know, once I decide to leave the long hair behind, take me to the barber shop, tape me up, I'll, I'll get, I'll get, it, I'll get it right. I like it. I like it a lot, man. I'm I'm good with it. I'm good with it. That's awesome. That's why you're the guy. And AJ, before we let you go, and we do appreciate your time this afternoon, I just wanted to ask about that relationship between you and Trent and Carlson. I mean, you guys are all, you know, especially in that unit, you've got to be a one cohesive unit, and you guys look like you're thick as thieves. So what is that relationship like? Yeah, those are my guys. Playing with them week in, week out. I mean, we just have such a good relationship. We've been through so much together. I lived with Trent for a little bit. You know, those are my best friends. Um, you know, we've just played through some high highs and some low lows together. And, you know, we really understand the way each other's work. We have so much respect for each other. And, you know, we know kind of the right thing to say at the right moment, you know, to kind of encourage each other and stay on the right track. So playing with those guys is honestly, it's an honor and a privilege. And uh, I, I'm hoping to play with them for a very, very long time. I think part of me and Daniel signing our extensions came out of the, you know, comfortability that we will be together and we know that you know we can push each other and uh you know both in the weight room on the field everything and so i think the battery we have really translates to on-field success and so i'm just looking forward to playing a lot more games with those guys there was right there that was our conversation from friday on radio nation radio 920 unnecessary roughness and uh, i saw aj it's funny i saw aj on saturday at pro bowl practice and you heard me talking about my waves and talking about our hair right there in the conversation he looked over at me and started started wiping his head down like the top of his head like he was wiping his waves and everything so and then he came over to me and told me i'm telling you i'm gonna go to the barbershop and i'm gonna get those waves and it was funny because it was it was saturday morning when i went to the pro bowl practice so I hadn't gone to the barbershop yet, and I told him, well, I'm on my way. I got to go get it tightened up right now. I'm on my way to go get it hooked up. So he said when he's done with his long hair look, he's going to go to the shop. He's going to get uh, get faded up, going to get a fade, go ahead and put some lines in the back of his head, and he's going to work on those waves. So, again, man, a fun conversation there with Raiders punter A.J. Cole. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about an app that, well, if you drive and you drive a lot, you should know about about, and that is Get Upside. All listeners of the Lockdown Raiders podcast are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. All you got to do is download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get that cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. And again, as people who drive a lot, they'll make a lot more. Two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's absolutely no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card, Amazon, whatever the case may be, you can get it added right there. Just download the free GetUpside app and use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Again, the promo code is TOUCHDOWN. The app is GetUpside. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your time to shine. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider Joe in ATL, formerly a KC. He's calling to talk about the hiring of defensive coordinator Patrick Graham and what he feels about it. Here he is, Raider Joe in the ATL, formerly a KC. Yo, what up, Q? It's your boy Joe, formerly at KC, currently at ATL, man. Uh, so we just announced our defensive coordinator. We got uh, Patrick Graham. And, man, I just want to say, dude, I love this. I love this. I always felt like the last two years the Giants had a super underrated 
um, defense. I love how multiple they are. They they run the the two high scheme that's been given a lot of these uh, quarterbacks, especially you know Patrick Mahomes and I mean even Derek Carr, very creative. Um, I also seen a video that was put out of him talking about the Raiders before uh, they played us this year. And, like, the thing that really popped out to me was I asked him about, like, a young player and what it was like having him play out there with um, – play, like, against, like, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. And he was like, you got to throw him out there. And, you know, he'll let him, let him get out there, let him play football. And I feel like that's a mark of a really good coach is letting the young guys get out, get out there and putting them in situations where they can really thrive. And I feel like our last coaching staff didn't do that uh, very often. Like, I mean, our, we had Morig and and, uh, and Hobbs this year, but I feel like by and large, like, the whole Gruden era, it was, like, really hard to get our young guys on the field. So just to hear, like, his perspective on how he – how he is with young guys, like, I like that a lot. We can really get the most out of the talent that we have, you know, instead of, like, oh, they don't know the scheme and, you know, they can't learn this, can't learn that. Like, I really like that. This is, this, this is like, turning out to be, like, the best coaching staff that I've seen in a long time. Like, I don't, like, this is, this. I'm very excited about what we're putting together. I, I like it. Uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see what we do next. This is, this is good. I, I feel really good. There he goes, Raider Joe, talking all things Patrick Graham, and thank you for the call, my man. I agree. I think it's a good one. You know, I know people are questioning the hire, but I do think it's a good one. I think he's going to do some really good things with the players. You know, I think he's going to put them in the best position to succeed, not necessarily be one of those guys where, oh, it has to be the scheme that I run. Instead, he's going to look at the players, break them down, and see what they do best and make them, you know, put them in that position to succeed. I think that that's the big difference and that a lot of people are going to be excited about that. At least I know I'm excited about that possibility, especially with some of the players that the Raiders have. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up is a text from Mark in Kentucky. He says, Q, it's Mark in Kentucky. I was looking over the stats. Patrick Graham has been a DC since 2019. If you look at the stats of 2019 with Miami, the defense was not good. 2020 in New York had a great defense. 2021, similar defensive stats to the Raiders. So just eh. Everyone is praising this as a slam dunk good hire. What am I missing? In his three years as defensive coordinator, he's been all over the board in terms of stats. That's from Mark in Kentucky. And thank you so much for that. And uh, kind of address that in segment number one. And I know that a lot of folks are talking about stats and, you know, where Patrick Graham's defensive rank. And it's so hard. And I even said this with Gus Bradley. I didn't care about the stats that Gus Bradley's defensive unit did, you know, because uh, statistically, the Raiders weren't that good of a unit, but we all know if you watch the games, the eye test, the Raiders defense kept them in games and after game after game, they gave them a chance to win games. And that's why they were able to go on a four game winning streak to end the season. So it's about playing complimentary football. And the stat that matters to me the most is the red zone, which is what I talked about in segment number one in 2020, third best red zone defense, 2021, fifth best red zone defense, Gus Bradley in 2021, 32nd ranked red zone defense. Those are the stats that I am really paying attention to. And again, that's just on paper as well but that comes down to scoring that's what it's talking about in the red zone so that's really the stat that stands out to me the most that's why I think this is going to be a really good hire but again he's got to go out there and prove it man we could talk about what we think and and we can make the numbers say whatever we want the numbers to say but it's about going out there and executing and putting the players in the right position to succeed so thank you for that text my man I appreciate it next up got a call from Raiders Worldwide he's calling to talk about the Rooney Rule and Mark Davis as the owner and what he's been able to do putting together this new regime here he is Raiders Worldwide Hey Q, um, just want to say I really appreciate your outlook on the hiring 
and your comments on the Rooney Rule. Uh, honestly, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, all this does is force people to tick boxes, as you say, um, and, and this is just not what we need. Um, you can't force people to, to hire people, so it has to be from the heart. Anyway, I think we need people to see people for what they, what they can bring to the table. How are they going to add value to the team? Your religious beliefs or the color of your skin should, should, not, should not come into it at all. Um, if the person is good enough for the job, then give him the job. Uh, Mark Davis. Yeah, I, I, I think he has done an unbelievable job in, in, in this uh, a few short weeks. He's broken the so-called radar way of cycle of hiring, whatever that was. We've had uh, three winning seasons since 2003, so whatever the raid away was, it wasn't working. And I think uh, um, the two hires uh, have been really good. Um, I also agree that we, we we got the best possible combination of head coach and general manager that we could possibly have got. And I think a lot of uh, uh, a lot of credit has to go to Mark Davis. Of, of course, he's the owner. But um, for me, another massive hire was the hire of Champ Kelly. I honestly can't believe that in an organization as, as big as uh, an NFL team is, that there isn't an assistant general manager to take the load off the GM. Uh, and I think that this is going to be a massive hire. He'll be a great addition going forward and allows uh, uh, the general manager, Dave Ziegler, to focus on other things. Again, attention to detail here is huge. Um, the two hires, uh, the coach and, uh, and the thing, as I said, I think uh, um, great, great hires. Um, obviously, we need to win, but um, th- that's why they're here. But, you know, I liked um, what Dave, uh, Dave Ziegler says um, in, in his opening thing. Even the way we go to pick the players up at the airport matters. It's all about the detail, and I think that is such a massive, massive point um, and so I think we've had a really, really good start. So thanks very much, Q. I appreciate your your, your work and um, getting uh, um, getting the information. Uh, thanks. This is Radar Worldwide, um, and, and have a good day. Bye. Good stuff, my man. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. And, yeah, man, I really think that the franchise is starting to come around and turn that corner as far as being top-notch, and I mean that front office, you know. I feel like they're making the right moves, bringing the right people, and, like you said, it's got to translate on the field right now, but it is looking like it's going in the right direction. And, and the example I gave on Friday was talking about, you know, they've got the state-of-the-art building in Allegiant Stadium, which the Pro Bowl was just played in on Sunday, and many different events will be in there, including the Super Bowl and uh, 58, Super Bowl 58. But now they've got to get that franchise up to speed, and it feels like, again, it just feels like, because we haven't seen the results yet, it feels like it's trending in the right direction. We'll see the results, and when we do, hopefully they're good ones. But uh, thank you for that call, and I, like I said, I do agree with you. Thanks so much. Uh, I got a text from Raider Dan in Rochester. He said, Q, you're doing an excellent job as usual. Have asked you a couple times, how has the release of Rugs and Arnett affected our salary cap moving forward? Were we able to recover any of their salary and get extra room in 2023? Can you do a cap episode where you talk about how much money we could free up releasing players such as Littleton, Nassib, that are overpaid? Also, I'm assuming that Nick K will be released depending on the scheme we run next season. Also, is there any chance of bringing back Basachi as a special teams coach? Have not heard about anyone we're interviewing for that position. That's from Raider Dan in Rochester. Thank you for the text, my man. And as far as Rugs and Arnett goes and their salary, I mean, that's just dead money. 
You know, you can go to overthecap.com, spotrack.com, and check out the Raiders' salary cap position right now, and they're about $20 million. Uh, they have about that much space, $20 million plus, not that much more. Uh, and at one point, it was about 40 something million. But, yeah, Ruggs and Arnett is just dead money. Uh, as far as releasing some of the guys that you're talking about, the Raiders can release some guys, but they're not going to get a lot of salary cap space as well because they've already restructured Littleton so many times that if they do let him go, it's just going to be more dead cap money. I mean, as simple as that. So uh, the Raiders in their front office and their capologist guy, he's actually got a lot of work cut out for him because there are some uh, dead weight guys on the roster right now that I don't expect to be there next year. But at the same time, I, I don't want to see the Raiders have a whole lot of dead money on their salary cap because that's going to do them no good. They can't bring in any talent. They'll be in a bad position. So they've got to get that thing figured out. But all the restructures that they did throughout the course of the year, uh, Littleton a few times and uh, guys like Nick Wachowski a couple times and stuff like that. I mean, that is just like a credit card. You know, you can buy it, you can take it, you're good to go, but at some point you got to pay the bill, right? So now the Raiders are in that position where they're going to have to pay the bill. So we'll see exactly what they do. And at some point uh, we'll break down, you know, their cap space and what they can do to, to finagle it a little bit. We'll do that a little bit closer to free agency. Thank you for the text again. Uh, and got a call from Raider Al in Georgia. He's calling to talk about a few things, including the Rooney rule and the hires that the Raiders have made in the front office. Here he is, Raider Al in Georgia. Hello. Raider Al from Georgia. What's going on, Raider Nation? AQ, real quick. Hats off to Brian Flores. Man, hats off to that brother, man. Do your thing. Because I was never a fan of the loony rule, because that's what it is. If you ask me, it's like a smack in the face. So just get rid of it. Find something. I don't know. Need to do something. Get rid of that rule. Also, Q. It took me a while to warm up to these New England guys coming over. But you know something? Worst come to worst, man. They're bringing a winning attitude over. And I hear, I mean, I'm reading that they may bring a few New England players over with them. I'm cool with that, but don't bring Trent Brown. Let him stay where he's at. We, we didn't been down that road before. Also, I was joking with a, with another Raider fan. <laughs> I was like, because he, he didn't like the hire, so I was like, well, who did you want, Matt Patricia? Funny thing, he may be our next damn D.C., the way I hear. Wow. But you know something, if he's just going to be a D.C., you know I'm all for it. Let's just get this team together and let's win some games. Raider out. Out. There he goes. That's my guy, Raider Allen, Georgia. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you, and I agree with you. When it comes to the Rooney Rule, uh, I've been very, as a matter of fact, I'm not a fan of it. Never have been. Uh, you know, it's just as simple as that, uh, and it's sad that in 2022 there even needs to be a Rooney Rule, but here we are. You know, they've got to figure out something. Again, and what, for anyone who doesn't understand, I think that the rule is put in place with good intentions. It just obviously hasn't been executed correctly, and it's now just being used as something to check a box, and that's not what it was designed for. And again, that's why I salute Al Davis. Davis uh, and the Raiders organization because they never needed a rule to hire Art Shell or Tom Flores or Amy Trask or anyone else. They didn't need that rule. The, the rest of the league needed that rule, not the Raiders. Uh, as far as the front office being put together, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm over the fact that they're, they're former Patriots. I really don't care at this point. Like I said, I believe on Friday, you know, the whole Patriot thing is done. I mean, they are Raiders now, and this is the new regime moving forward, and I think that they're moving forward in a good direction. And Patrick Graham is now the defensive coordinator, and, yeah, he spent some time in New England as well. That's fine. Don't care. Uh, he's now the Raiders' defensive coordinator. So uh, I like the staff that they're putting together. I like the front office that they're putting together, and I think that there's going to be more 
more in that front office that they're going to be putting together, more guys that are uh, going to be coming in that scouting department that have some good skins on the wall. So I'm excited about the direction, man. Again, uh, it's a lot of hype. It's a lot of uh, fun to get excited about it this time of year, but they've got to go in free agency and get their guys. They've got to go into the draft and get their guys. They've got to get to training camp, preseason, and then the regular season and go make it happen. So uh, it's a lot of fun to talk about right now, and you know we could break it down any way you want and, and, and make it look good or make it look bad, uh, but ultimately it's going to be up to them to see what they do. So that's all I got time for on today's show. Didn't get to get to Tenzel Perryman. I apologize for that. Maybe I'll bring it to uh, uh, Tuesday's show. I don't know if it's not too dated or not, but uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, I will be live in L.A. Uh, for the radio row for the Super Bowl all week long, returning back to Vegas on Friday. So uh, I'll bring you a lot of sounds from the Super Bowl. I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll bring you a lot of sounds uh, coming up on tomorrow's show as well. So very excited about that. Uh, we'll have more texts and calls straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. And like I said, any storylines that I get from Radio Row in L.A. should be a lot of fun, and we'll bring it to the podcast. So thank you so much, Raider Nation. Hopefully you uh, had a great weekend. Hopefully you enjoyed the Pro Bowl and uh, preparing for the Super Bowl coming up next Sunday, the Bengals and the Rams. So uh, until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.